Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the HP Podcast, episode number 246. This is a show about video games from some of the most handsome people you've ever met. I'm Ben, and with me today is, well, only one of the most handsome people you've ever met. Uh, Brandon Duncan, the most glorious ginger. I'm, Hello, how I'm are you? I'm good today, Greetings. Ben. I'm, I'm real good. Um, good. Nothing too much exciting going on, just good. That's. Is it better to be... To have like something going on and it'd be like a fun, engaging time, or is it better just to like to be baseline? Yeah, have baseline probably. On. Too many exciting things can be bad. At least for me. I don't know about you. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of like okay. the excitement because otherwise, it's just like this is my life. This is what the next hopefully the like gr- forty years the grind, <laughs> the wake up. <laughs> There's a reason they call it the grind because it's the same thing all the time and it sucks. Nobody's ever referred to their life as the grind Dude, and that, that in a positive. This thing, live service game way. fucking sucks. I'm, I, I, I won my money back now. Dude, the microtransactions have increased. I know dramatically. I, I don't even get good shit. It's like I just get like taxes and yeah. shit. You know. When are the, When am I gonna Seriously, get a car? Yeah. For my for or my at least microtransaction. A cool yeah. <laughs> I would love cool skin. Man. Mine's so pale and and uh, repulsive. I you know I've been waiting for that cool skin for a while now, but n- yeah. yeah, no such well, luck. That's, that's what happens. Yeah. Well, uh, Dave is not with us right now. I mean, now that we're doing this live, it's a possibility he could pop in later. Uh, he, as uh, we talked about last week, has a new baby in town, uh, in his house really. But I like to say in town makes it sound like it's more in. mature. And uh, had to take doctor's appointments or I don't know, something. There was something going on. They were going to be out. So he said he wasn't sure exactly when we'd be back. But we're here for you with or without Dave. Dave said, screw the listeners. And I said, no, we're going to be there for him. At the time, we said we're, he wanted kidding. to he be here. Really he for sure did. Yeah. But uh, if you want to hang out with Dave, you can do that. Uh, you can go over to our Discord and hang out with Dave on the Discord at handsomephantom.com slash 
Discord. Uh, we appreciate you guys hanging out over there with us. It's um, it's nice to have some folks hanging around. And if you want to go above and beyond that, if you want to uh, help support the show, you can do that over on Patreon.com slash Handsome Phantom. Really, honestly, like it's it's the least <laughs> you could do. Actually, it's like one step more than the least you could do. A dollar a month. <laughs> if you listen on audio, it's ad-free early access. Uh, every episode always... Actually, it's more like a day and a half, if we're being real. I can sweeten this up. I can get down to the hour <laughs> if that's really going to make the deal for you. But helps us pay for uh, hosting services. Uh, we use StreamYard to, to do the show live, um, which, by the way, we do the show live. Uh, you can join us over at youtube.com slash yt if you have not done so already we are live every tuesday 7 p.m i think on halloween i'm probably going to take the kids trick-or-treating i might be half an hour late we might start the show off. i know that's going to disappoint some people but maybe there's some other parents out there or maybe brandon's going to go trick-or-treating i don't know are you going to go trick-or-treating brandon i stopped going trick-or-treating when the people started shaming me for showing up at their door so i haven't went since um, wow how I can't believe you succumbed to the peer pressure, the age ageism. Yeah, I think if I industry. walked up with this much facial hair to anybody's door, I might get a gun drawn on me instead of candy. Um. Mm. <laughs> Remember for a long time, especially like in the '90s, there was this big thing like people are putting drugs in your kid's candy. People are putting you know whatever, and it's like Dude, nobody's putting shit. drugs in your kid's candy. That probably happened like one drugs time. Are expensive. Do you think the these so-called exactly. drug dealers would want to put their expensive product to your children? And I love these like satirical things where it's like watch your kids' children. Oh my god! Watch your kids' candy, and then it's like a whole knife inside of a, a yeah. candy bar. So. <laughs> I saw one the other day. It was like, watch out for Snickers bars. Somebody put David Bowie in a lot. Of, David Bowie in a lot of them. It's just a picture of a Snickers bar, like with David yeah, it's Bowie's just face. Tactics. On it, so. Yeah, I don't think that happens much. But hey, I mean, I, if your kid goes out and gets addicted to fentanyl, somebody don't blame put me for razor it. blades in this person's candy corn. Um. Yeah, dude. The chat says, "Oh, chat says somebody put razor blades in my candy corn." I doubt that, Zoik. Okay. I doubt that. Candy corn is much too good to have razor put inside of it. Brandon, are you I, a candy corn I'm a candy enjoyer? corn uh, enthusiast, one might say. Yeah, um, me too. And okay. I think good. that the people that enjoy candy corn are too big-brained to do something as feeble mm -hmm. and uh, shameful as putting razor blades in it. You ever sip lean? I'm just reading from chat now, like like this is Twitch. We got some, we got some unhinged commentary <laughs> today. Yeah, you can't really read anything the real Radix says without first vetting it. But um, yeah, see, the candy corn enjoyers, we have too much of an uphill climb to get people to enjoy it to just be like potentially messing know, it up we for do. people. But maybe that's why some people don't like it. Maybe they got razor blades in their candy corn as children and yeah, it's all I don't over from there. That. Yeah. Brandon, we have some video have games some. to talk about. You yeah, want to cut it out yeah, for Yeah, let's once? do it. Not enough okay. with the candy corn. Let's talk about the new PS5. Sony has officially confirmed the existence of the PlayStation 5 Slim, set to release this holiday season. The redesigned PS5 offers one terabyte of storage for both the standard and the digital edition, a bump up from the original 825 gig. Now, Brandon, I don't know about you. I'll get to this. We'll, we'll get to this later, actually. Users of the PS5 Digital Edition can also add an Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive later. The new PS5 is more compact with a 30% reduction in volume and weight reductions of 18% and 24% compared to the previous models. 
It sports four separate cover panels with a glossy top and matte bottom. The Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive can be purchased separately for $80 American. Okay, we don't none of this conversion crap. It will first be available in the U.S. as it should be. <laughs> Just kidding. Japanese really company first should, first availability in the U.S. Yeah. Obviously, in <laughs> uh, direct play and and direct playstation.com in November, followed by a global rollout. Once the current PS5 inventory is depleted, this new model will become the sole offering. The PS5 with Ultra Blu-ray. The Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive, four ninety nine ninety nine, and the PS5 Digital Edition for forty nine ninety nine. Notably, the PS5 Digital Edition has increased in price compared to the original, from three ninety nine to four forty nine, making the disc drive version fifty dollars more expensive. A horizontal stand is included, but a separate vertical stand compatible with all PS5 models will be sold for twenty nine ninety nine. Oh Brandon. Let's just go ahead and just just <laughs> yeah. tee off on this. Yeah, I saw you sh- out of the corner of my eye. I'm looking over here to notes oh, out of the corner of my eye. I see you no. shaking your head. So, so if you don't thinking. get the drive right away, you have to pay a premium. That seems a little funny. Um, and also, I I yeah, can't get over yeah. this little stand. Have you seen this little stand, dude? It I is did. the most yeah. pathetic thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it not? Would you agree with that? It's for thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah. What's the I haven't had my PS5 any other way but vertical since I got it. But what's the what's the situation with that? It's it, it like you can change the where well, it is, right? Like you can take it off the bottom. And I put can. It on the and other that's way. actually how I have my PS5 now. Um, but yeah. no, I'm talking about like the little peg leg it comes with. Are you, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah, I saw the okay. one for the new one. I was just yeah, thinking no, about no, the old no. one. Had. It's yeah. it's like an interchangeable one where you have to essentially like slide a disc to make it mm-hmm. sit right but yeah i don't know this is very strange i don't know that i like the way the new one looks i don't know that it's insanely different than the one that i currently have the one with the disc drive it just looks it doesn't look very sleek it kind of looks like they just put a blob on the side of the console um obviously the discless being the most seamless version of the console but even the first gen looks a lot better than this one um yeah. overall not too much of an aesthetic change i guess the lines are still there but yeah i don't know i don't know about this whole removable disk drive i was weary of this from the beginning um but yeah yeah i really think this is one step closer to absolutely destroying the entire the entire physical market so i'm i'm not i'm not for this at all i mean this is the next step uh and do you know what the very next step after this has been um, I'm afraid not to even find out, offering what? a disk drive. That's what's next. That that oh, yeah, that is yeah, really yeah. what we're working towards. And we're like, they think they're slick, <laughs> but they're very very slowly just forcing us to buy digital. Which I guess we've talked about how that would probably be best for them in the long run. But I know many mm-hmm. many people well, who are physical people, including myself. And this is this this is a sad story overall. Um, is this a case of them pushing digital more because they want digital more? Or is this a case of the market started to go more digital, so they just started beating into that? Yeah. Because obviously, like you said, it's better for the manufacturers and better for the everybody, except for the customer, to buy it digitally. Well, I say better than the customer. That's my perspective. It's financially better for everyone but the customer to buy it yeah digitally yeah i mean i feel like it's probably both 
I feel like sadly we yeah. are in the minority as far as the general gamer uh, of enjoying physical media. But um, yeah, we're really not that far off. I mean, if there's going to be another refresh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of economic model um, that comes down the line at some point with no disk drive whatsoever, maybe slim down a little bit. Um, there's really no... There's really no incentive for someone who currently has a PlayStation 5 to upgrade to this at all. It's definitely not some sort of uh, upward movement. It's definitely a lateral movement we have here. Um, and so I guess this is just a further play to get rid of the old one. I mean, even it even says it in the article here um, that they're, once they're yeah. done, they're done. But if I didn't have a PS5 right now, I would be rushing to get the last version of it and trying to not get this yeah. version. To answer your question or to, to discuss a question in chat, it's still free to lay her down, right? And Ethan Jory says, the little horizontal, little <laughs> pathetic stand comes with the console. The vertical stand is sold separately. Oh. So, yes, you can still lay it down on her side for free. You know, you don't free. get a picture for that. But if you want to stand it upright. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's um, it's laughable, honestly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Let's talk about let's talk about the next piece. Um, just the storage. I mean, that's not a lot, but it's going from from eight twenty five gig to a terabyte, hundred and seventy five ish, a little more than that gig, uh, extra. I'm still somebody who I I play a game now. I don't. I'm not a primary PS five user. Like that's not my primary device to play games on. But uh, if it were, I I'm the type of player who plays one game. Finishes it, right? Deletes it, downloads a new game, or maybe two. Maybe I have a live service. Maybe I have a, a mainline, you know, story game. But pretty much, like, the storage has never been an issue for me. But for you, I think you've had a couple yeah. times where you've been it's like, literally totally every time I get a new game. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really? know. It, the PlayStation Five was my main console for years, um, and so that being yeah. said, I filled it up and every time you get a trophy you get a screenshot and every time you get a trophy you get a little video clip and i know i can turn that off but i actually rather enjoy that feature yeah. so between that yeah i'll do, do it watch all, them all the do time go back and watch them yeah when i'm playing really? a game i'm going back through through all of my achievements after i'm done and just looking at the the screen grabs because wow. some of them are so cool i mean occasionally you get a black yeah. screen occasionally but some of them are really memorable yeah. Um, or are like me dying, which is really funny, in, <laughs> in the middle of the achievement or something. Um, Most of my media, because I have all that stuff turned off because I'm never going to look at it. Most of mine are times I accidentally right. hit the share button <laughs> yeah. when it recorded something. <laughs> Ethan down in chats, you know, brings up a good thing, though, and something I was going to say is that every single game, especially live service games, not even live service games, I mean, games like Gran Turismo, I have probably two or three yeah. games alone that I really don't want to delete off my console that can take up like 400 to 500 gigabytes alone. Um, probably yeah. in the four range. Cause 400. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and when what? you get multiple games, they're like a hundred and 120 gigabytes a piece. Oh, a yeah. That's what I'm them. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like right, things right. that I haven't stopped playing yet, that I just don't want yeah. to delete off my console and something like GT where I keep coming back and I'm playing with my buddies and I just I'm going to talk about it later but like Destiny 2 is that much um, Call of Duty is that much I would imagine Apex is getting up there now it's just 
everything yeah, seems to be over 100 gigabytes and mortal Kombat, i just had to delete that off my console because it was over 100 as well so stuff yeah. that you wouldn't even assume would be that much has ended up being that much time and time again it seems to almost be the new norm and it's like a breath of fresh air when i get to download a game and it's 70 gigabytes which at one point i thought was pretty big so yeah it still is pretty big. In yeah, my opinion, I mean, but. I have had a lot of issues, so I guess this will help. It is kind of a nominal bump. Um, I don't think this will make mm-hmm. most people jump at the offer to get the slim. Um, sure. Well, not no. just for that. It's way cheaper. Exactly. To buy just and with how affordable. A, a, yeah, exactly. And with how affordable, um, uh, you, you know, storage is nowadays, it just doesn't. It, it, it wouldn't make sense. But I certainly have had a lot of issues right. with storage in the past on my PlayStation 5. For sure. It's it's one of the biggest issues, to be honest with you. I, I regret it every single time I pop in a disc because I'm like, what am I deleting? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like what am yeah. I deleting this time? And it seems ridiculous, but it really is the big ticket items. Like, I can keep a bunch of small games on my PlayStation, and I always do. Like, Deep Rock Galactic, perfect. I keep it on there. It's like two or three gigabytes, something like that. Um, yeah. But those are outliers, so. Yeah. The new PS5 is more compact with a 30% reduction in volume and weight. Brandon, I saw a... Now, I'm going to try a, a new feature. I've never tried this feature on this software. I'm going to try to share my screen. Um, Close out your smut. Let's see. Yeah, all my <laughs> smut that I definitely just keep up on my heart, on my uh, on my monitor while I'm podcasting. Um, I thought that was screen. just me. Can I, can I share it? I'm sharing it? Am I sharing it? Nope, that wasn't it. Okay, maybe I don't know. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We have the technology. There we go. Okay. This is a, a visual representation by, uh, I don't know if Miguel did this or not, but he's a guy at Elgato. Um, this is the uh, the size comparison of the the new PlayStation 5 compared to the old PlayStation 5. Yeah. It's quite nice. Significant. In my opinion. It's still a little bit weird Although, looking, but it's a significant size difference. in saying that the size and girth of the original one was kind of a draw to it when it's standing up and you literally have this tower of sauron looking over your entertainment stand (laughs) like don't get me wrong it is big it's probably too big this is way more reasonable but man it's just it's cool and fucking look now that you have it on the screen look how ugly that is see how see how much more seamlessly it fits into the other design I don't know why they had to make it mm-hmm. so... Maybe because it is... They took away all her curves, man. She's I just know, edges. Dude. She's just all... Lumpy. And does that... And am I <laughs> wrong here? Is that a physical button? What is that at the bottom of the disc tray? Um, down yeah. here where my mouse is. I know this is hard for the audio listeners, but... Uh, that does appear to be a physical button, but it may yeah. not be. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look awful, and the line down the side does make it visually slightly more interesting, but I don't know that anyone's going to argue with me, but the old one just simply looks better. The only thing the new one's got going for it is the size. And size isn't everything, you know? Especially when... (laughs) I... I've always been somebody who, like, I get a new console, I put it, and I play it, and I don't really look at it. It is nice to like the way it looks, but that's not that important to me. But it is nice that it's smaller. could definitely definitely be good for some uh, 
under entertainment systems where I know that a lot of people were like, this thing won't standing upright won't fit in my entertainment system. So yeah. Uh, Zoik before we move on says guessing custom plates won't work on the new system. Uh, that would yeah. be my guess or current plates. The, he didn't say custom plates. The significant size difference. And you know, you bring up a good point that they're selling these plates and I'm not saying that, you know, it's their fault for selling them when they sold them, but this in, there's going to be an entire market of plates out there that are not sold that are going to be for a non-main SKU now, right? Mm-hmm. I would imagine yeah, I would they imagine would pivot so. and start to sell the new one, but for a while, that's going to be really confusing for people, especially people that aren't in the know. I mean, you know, if you get the new PS5, would you even know that the old PS5 was this big? Most consumers, probably not. No, because I, I think, like, yeah, like when we got the PS2 right. Slim, remember how tiny that thing was yeah, compared seriously. to the Slunker? Well, the PS3 I was know. even more so. So, yeah, it, it's a, it's another one of those instances, like when, when we, everybody makes fun of the Xbox One, the Xbox Series, the Xbox, whatever, there's a thousand different names and they're hard to tell the difference. When your grandma goes to buy you something for Christmas and he's like, she's like, he wants for that the Spider-Man Xbox. plate. Like, okay, well, which one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's four right. versions right. of the console. So, uh, Brandon, let's talk yeah. pricing for a minute. Um, actually, let's talk the, the disk drive. We talked about this slightly. Seventy nine ninety nine. If you want to disk drive after you've already bought the uh, bought the uh, the digital edition. Now I know the real radic earlier said that we were, I don't know, he called us old or something um, for still liking physical games. And I'm I'm okay. Uh, you know, whatever. Call me whatever you want. I'll buy a digital game if I have to. We we both bought Hogwarts this year digitally because we couldn't find it physically. That's fine. I bought it. But most of the time I want yeah physical. Anyway, uh, if you decide later on. You're getting punished. You got to pay 20 bucks more than you would have had to pay for the physical version to get this detachable drive. Uh, and then the the other the rest of the pricing is also, uh, yeah, it's four ninety nine with the disk drive, which is wasn't the PS5 at five fifty for a while. Someone earlier was saying it's it was four hundred, but I, I don't remember that. It's been years. Well, that was the, that's that's okay. the digital edition. Yeah. Yeah, they were 500 and I think they did a small price increase to 550 a little while back. Maybe they brought it back down at some point. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just all the thoughts on pricing. Yeah, I mean, got. I said it towards the beginning, but I just don't like the idea of components costing less when you buy in right away. I feel like they're, they have to be the same price. I mean, you know, now that I'm saying that, I guess I'm going to double back on that because it's possible that they're taking a slight loss if you buy with the disk drive. Do you think that's a possibility is that they're not really trying to upsell you here? It, it, it does just cost $80, but if you buy the, the one with the disc, they're giving, giving you it to you on a price cut, maybe? Because they do that sometimes. I mean, a lot of consoles sell at a loss. Yeah, th- th- I don't think that's been true this generation. Um, I think that the PS5, somebody did a breakdown and it was going to it was like, they made $20 on them or something. I'm sure after what, three years and a new, a new, a new refresh, they've probably already got that cost yeah. down even further. So I, I kind of doubt it, but it's, a, it's yeah. a viable theory. Yeah. I don't know. This, this doesn't really do it for me. Um, <laughs> overall, I mean, I guess the price is fair. Um, it's not some astronomical amount more for the disk drive. Um, 
but the only real thing this has going for it is that it's slightly smaller, uh, which is an, an, a nominal addition, if you ask me. The biggest standout is the memory. Um, and even at that, yeah. it's a, once again, nominal change. I mean, you're not really gaining that much yeah. memory. And what was it, up yeah. 250 gigabytes? What did you say it was? It's like 175, technically a terabytes. So literally one think, but, yeah. live service game. You get extra, so... But I mean, that I is guess that's something. That is, they're not charging more right. for the extra right. memory, right? They're charging the same amount. And by the way, Ed in chat says that uh, they raised it to five hundred and fifty dollars or more. I would assume in every region, but the U.S. So they did not raise it in the U.S. And these are U.S. prices we're looking hmm. at. So that answers that question. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we knew they were going to do a refresh of some sort. Um, this is not something that you or I are probably interested in because we have PS fives right now. Potentially, we're going to see a PS5 Pro next even, year. Maybe I'll be I into that. Maybe know, I'm not. Dude. I don't know. Because after the Xbox yeah. leaks, I mean, we saw that it seemed like Xbox was doing a lateral movement as well. So are these consoles yeah. now powerful enough that they feel like they don't need to resell you a more powerful console? Is that where we're at? Not, they will take They will take the money You're when probably I can. Right. They definitely but, will. Yeah. No, I imagine the new the, whatever the new console ends up being, it's going to be something along the lines of, um, you know, it it never has to do any loading. It never misses any frames. There's no such thing as a need for a performance mode, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's my guess. I have no idea. With all well, these like, how- optimized games coming out, Ben, <sighs> yeah. I can't wait for that exact thing you yes. described, dude. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah, that'll absolutely definitely true. happen. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's about all we have to say on that. That's, um, yeah. Obviously, we knew they were going to do a refresh, and fine. It's fine. It's just kind of, in my opinion, I don't really care how it looks. I don't care whatever, as long as it functions the same. But the slim cost of more kind of sucks, in my opinion. That definitely kind of sucks. Before, let's see, comments here. Will the PS5 Pro disc tray be detachable or built in? It's detachable. Um, that's a really good no the ps5 oh, the pro, pro he's talking about that's not no. out yet like we don't it might not even be designed yet for all I, I mean i would assume moving forward this would be the status quo if they're setting this now i wouldn't be yeah. surprised unless for some reason this fails miserably and there's like destroy failures left and right or something like that i would imagine that this is going to be a, a strategy that we see moving forward you know brandon that makes me think we were talking about are they trying to push us towards digital Dude, um, dude, they which are. If they are. Yes, they, they're probably. They they might be, but did that change during this generation? Because remember, at the beginning of the generation, it was way way easier. They made more to get your hands on a disc drive PS5 than it was to get your hands on a digital one. You're saying it was more difficult to get the one with the disc drive, or it was easier? No, it was easier. Like, yeah, there were more of them available. So I wonder if that philosophy changed at some point this generation. Yeah. Especially because that was during COVID and yeah, I don't know everything. I think that also the rise of people like realizing how much these subscription services sometimes cost, and then looking at their game library yeah. and th- when they do cancel this subscription inevitably and saying, "Wow, I really don't actually have very many games because all of my yeah. games I need a subscription service to play." I mean, maybe there's something to that. Ultimately, I think what we said towards yeah. the beginning of the show that digital is probably king. And uh, we are ultimately 
in the back of the pack, so to speak, is oh, no, we're dinosaurs, no, no doubt. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of sad to see. I would imagine that physical is still fairly strong. I mean, we we read those UK numbers a couple weeks ago, and it was daunting how much higher the digital sales were than the than the physical sales. But I would be very interested to see those stats for the US. Yeah, uh, let's see. There's a train coming through. So I'm going to let you read the next one, sure, Brandon, if you're willing to. Okay. Next, uh, the Unity CEO, John Recatillo, has suddenly retired, effective immediately. Um, stepping down from all his roles at the company, the decision comes after Unity faced significant backlash due to its new runtime fee, which we talked about for the past couple weeks. Pricing model. Um, which was met with widespread criticism, as we talked about. Um, James, an advisor at Silver Lake, which owns 9% of Unity, will serve as an interim CEO while a permanent replacement is sought. Um, The retirement did not receive... What did it say? The retirement announcement did not receive the recent pricing model controversy. So... I wrote reference, but yeah, it's small print on your screen. I got it tiny. (laughs) Yeah, I hear Jim Ryan. Yeah, I was going to say his time just got freed up. I think he's probably already on a golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't. I know yeah. he's not leaving until 2024, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's kicking it a little early. So we're close enough. Yeah. But this is some interesting <laughs> news to come off the off the heels of what we've been talking about here for a couple of weeks. Um, we keep seeing these things in the gaming industry where, uh, you know, studios get shut down people get laid off and we keep seeing this phrasing happening over and over again in a negative connotation effective immediately what is happening in the gaming industry that these huge changes are happening immediately some stuff is shaken up this year ben and i yeah i'm not necessarily surprised by this um I guess this is them trying to save some face potentially or John trying to save some face. But I mean, the damage has kind of already been done. And I would imagine he wasn't he was certainly a driving force, but I don't think he was the one pulling all the shots here. So, well, I think he sold a bunch of his shares right I before remember the announcement that. about it, the runtime. And I bitched you. Yeah. But yeah. But also there there is an instance a lot of times where people will make the decision internally. Like they'll, they'll talk about it. They'll know about it. They'll give their two weeks or month notice or whatever and not announce that publicly because it can right. affect share prices um, or, you know, competition or whatever. Uh, so that may have been part of it, but yeah, definitely. You're right. There have been a lot of effective. Dude, that's what I'm saying is that like all of this shit in the gaming industry, like I seem it's, we talked about jobs, right? We've been talking a lot about people losing their jobs. But now we're talking about CEOs losing their jobs. And, you know, we talked about Jim Ryan. He didn't lose his job. He retired. And, you know, however you want to frame this for this Unity guy, I mean, he's framing it as a retirement as well. But, uh, you know, let's be real. (laughs) He retired, right? You know, like like gracefully (laughs) stepped down. It wasn't like the board came to him and said, here is your severance package. You can either retire now with this much amount of money. That sounds really enticing or you can stay on and it will probably be in some way. Hell. So, yeah, it's just yeah, it's 
it's a crazy time. I mean, 2023 has been one of the biggest years in gaming in a very long time um, for many reasons. I'm not just talking about games. I'm talking about stuff like this. The industry just keeps getting shaken up every single day. And we cannot understate here how big Unity is in that sphere. I mean, I know we've talked about it a bunch, but some of the biggest games that everybody knows are in Unity and don't even realize it. Um, so, yeah. Certainly interesting times. Uh, MBLEX Test Prep says, I love this podcast. Effective immediately. Appreciate it. We appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> if you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nintendo has announced that it will discontinue online services for the 3DS and the Wii U within the next six months. While the company states that online play and related features will cease in early April, it also mentions the possibility of discontinuing services earlier if certain events occur. Although the 3DS and Wii U update data and purchase digital games will remain downloadable after online play shutdown, Nintendo has indicated that these services are also planned to be discontinued in the future. Online Pokemon Bank and Poke Transporter services will continue for now, but may end at some point. However, 3DS owners will still be able to use Street Pass mode for local multiplayer games. Brandon, I know you were a gigantic fan oh, of the Wii U. Oh, buddy. Um, no, but dude, the 3DS especially is still very much used. At least when I see people out in the wild, I see dude, 3DS. Absolutely still. fuck the Wii U from this conversation. The only real <laughs> tragedy of all of this is the 3ds how many iterations of this console have been given legs and spread out into the universe and we've talked about the numbers the numbers on 3ds alone are what do you say about spreading the you legs? already know what it is ben in 3d okay. uh, but the the amount of 3ds's out there is massive I, I cannot understate it look them up the amount of 3ds's is huge the fact that 3ds would be lumped into this wii u uh tragedy is very sad to me um and things like pokemon the older pokemon games i have a couple of them myself so i have a 3ds um and the fact that you know i don't know are they letting the switch completely overshadow this at this point have the numbers gone significantly down i can't imagine that there's not still a ton of people I don't know if they're buying, but they're playing their 3DSs and they would potentially buy something in the future. I don't, I don't get this, Ben. What are, what are your thoughts? I, I don't know if you have a 3DS. Do you? I do have a 3DS. I have a 3DS XL. It is the Zelda oh, Triforce edition. 
Uh, I recently saw it. Actually, at that show we went to a couple weeks ago, I saw it for like oh my god used without the manuals and i'm like i got the box and the manuals in mint condition dude but I ain't close down it. the shops ben sell that shit no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no way man i know I'm just i love playing. that thing dude that thing it was in a price error at walmart in their like yeah. print thing and i saw it online somewhere and i went to like three different dude, walmarts I remember to you buy doing them this. and then i yeah 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 no really? this was before you knew me yeah, this, this is before you knew me. This was I still. This is close to ten years ago, um, and I went and bought one, and got it for like a hundred and ten dollars, and then I bought two more of them and sold them for list price, like what they were supposed to sell for, and didn't like I got mine for free essentially. I didn't. I wasn't even price gouging. I was just like reselling them. So anyway, I have a 3ds, um, and my my. Eight-year-old recently, as a gift from grandma, just got a, a 3DS because she found it for a great price at a yard sale. I was like, right. I wish I'd found that. Uh, but the man, the 3DS is was such a good machine. I was actually at the reveal event for it, uh, or I'm sorry, not at the reveal event, at the first public like event there where you could touch it. It was at PAX East 2011, I want to say. And I was like, I was in line to to play the 3DS when they first had announced it. it was so good. And it's funny because I, I have a bunch of digital games on that because that was in the time when I was like buying and reselling stuff. And a lot of games would come with the cart and then they would also come with a code for the 3D version. And so I would redeem the 3D version and I would sell the, the 2D, the, the regular DS version. Now <laughs> I regret that because... Because it's Nintendo, I can't just sign into my account on my son's my son's new 3DS and let him play yeah. my games. Like he has, he has to either use mine or not play yeah. them because they're digital. That's one of the downfalls of digital. Although that's been done away with almost everybody except for Nintendo. Pretty much everybody else lets you share between consoles. But yeah, I I get it. You can't expect these things to last forever. Um, but if we're gonna move to a more digital future. I'm just afraid of what this means. Not and who cares right. about the Wii well, U, dude, right? That's... <laughs> and, and to an extent, let's let's even say let's who cares about the 3DS. But like, what about when they shut down PS4 servers? They tried to shut down PS3 a couple yeah. years ago. It's very very grim Historic. times we live in, especially as we move towards a more digital, uh, you know, medium. Is that these things really don't last as long as they should? Um, and I get these things are expensive, but we know Nintendo isn't hurting by any stretch of the imagination. And maybe it's just my nostalgia kicking in. Maybe it's just me not realizing how much time has passed since I played my 3DS or bought new games on my 3DS. But it really, in reality, does not feel like it should be going away quite yet. Um, you know, get rid of the Wii U if you want. Fine. We all know how much of a commercial success that was, right? But... The 3DS, I feel like, is in a different league from the Wii U. And once again, I said it again, I'll say it again. I don't know why these two of all the ones are the ones going together. Um, I would have loved to see the Wii U go now and the 3DS go in a couple years. But um, I don't know, Ben. It's sad. Ed Walton in chat makes a good point. He says, and this is a conspiracy theory, but that's one I think I agree with. Drop the 3DS store so you can have a reason to add a 3DS expansion pass to Nintendo Online for the Switch successor. I think that's a viable, yeah. you know, viable you, you thought You know they're not going to do there. that, though. What Nintendo does yeah. better than anybody else is they take an opportunity to make millions of dollars 
and they just completely <laughs> shit all over it. Um, they're like, you know, yeah. you want to play Pokemon Red? Well, I hope you have the original cartridge on the original hardware. It's going to be the same thing with the 3DS. I just know it. They'll give you a couple games and then they'll lock the other ones behind something and then they'll remaster them in two years and put them on Switch 2. It's just yeah. <laughs> they want you to pay $60 for it. And that's incredibly clear. Um Radix says, you know, it's easy enough to hack these things um, and to get every game you ever wanted on all of them. And although that may be true, I think it's a really sad time to be a game, a game preservist um, and live in this time where that is the best way to play old games is you have to do something mm -hmm. that is morally questionable with some of these companies to be able to enjoy the software that should be available to us even if it was at a premium. And that's the saddest part is a lot of people would be willing to pay for these things at premium, but they leave us no choice. We've talked many times about dead games yeah. and a lot of these companies are making them left and right. It happens every single month. We talk about another game um, and uh, Nintendo might be one of the worst offenders of this. Uh, yeah. So Nintendo is the worst offender. I'm glad you said yeah. it. <laughs> there are other companies like, you know, there are plenty of franchises and games stranded on old hardware. But for the most part, like, I think at least this generation, Xbox and PlayStation have both done, made tremendous efforts to bring a lot of those games forward. They've still got a long way to go, but they certainly have done more than they've done in past generations. And of course, on PC, you can play anything ever made uh, pretty much if you, you might have to steal it, but you can play <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, and, and, he's, and he's right, but like, whenever I realize that the games I already own on my console can't be put on my son's console unless I delete my profile off mine, my 3DS, and put it on his, I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can just hack this. I'll install those games that I have. Like, I don't have a problem. I really, I really don't have too much of a problem with pirating dead games, like the games that can't be bought. But still, all I was saying was, I'm going to put the games I already own right. on his console. And we would never do that. And we would, you can't. We would never do you that can't. on a Nintendo console. Anyone listening from Nintendo, we would never do that on a Nintendo console. We wouldn't even think about <laughs> no. it. No, we wouldn't even no. entertain it in chat, for sure. Uh, but basically, like when I, when I had set it up for him, it was on too new of a, a hardware or a, a, a firmware. And there are ways around it, but not without like incredibly, incredibly complicated things. So yeah, it's, um, it sucks. Oh, I didn't realize this. Ed in chat says the 3DS and the Wii U shared a network. I actually did think, now that I think about that, did realize that. So the Nintendo thing is obviously get rid of all of it. And he's probably Yeah, right there, there would be absolutely no way to just discontinue the service for one console and not the other. <laughs> I'm sure that would be actually impossible. <laughs> Number four. CD Projekt spent a total of $125.9 million on Cyberpunk 2077 post-launch efforts, including updates, expansions, and marketing. Probably like 75% <laughs> of that was marketing, but... The game itself initially cost $316 million to develop. Despite the substantial investment, CD Projekt managed to turn the game's fortunes around, earning a very positive rating on Steam, with 87% of users recommending it following its troubled launch. Brandon, uh, I don't know if this is in your what we've been playing list, but have you jumped back no. into Cyberpunk? No, I have not. Updates? I have been watching this game very carefully. 
um, and I unfortunately have not. Um, I really want to finish Baldur's Gate before I do this because it, yep. they're not at all similar, but they're both very large, very in-depth, very story-heavy RPGs. And I just feel like for my own sanity, I need to finish one before I start another. I could pick up like two or three games. I've been talking about that a lot, how I'm doing these smaller things. But th- those big of games, I feel like I need to use all of my attention on one of that type of game at once. I know they're not the same type of game. I get that. But I think you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Um, the The fact that they're large yeah, and engrossing exactly. is very similar. Um, but anyway, Cyberpunk, I mean, they really, they really have turned it around. I still don't excuse them for pulling the wool over people's eyes and putting out the game in the way they did. But at least they made it right. Like... I'm I'm scared of adopting that philosophy because I think eventually we'll start to have to have that philosophy with everybody. Like, oh yeah, it was bad at launch, but six yeah. months later it was really good. I don't yeah. I don't want that. That's not that's not what I want. But with that said, yeah. they turned yeah, it they, around. They definitely turned it around. And if, and if once again, I don't want to fall into this trap of just excusing things that were incredibly bad. Because how many months did we talk about the absolute fucking train wreck? We got the yellow card time and time and time again. It became a meme, the yellow card on Twitter. But that being said, CD Projekt Red, I've talked favorably about them on podcast networks for years now. Um, and I'm really glad to see that they kind of got themselves pointed in the right direction. Um, it did cost a lot of money mm-hmm. and it probably hurt them significantly in the long run. But I think of the available timelines, this is probably the best one for them, um, especially moving forward to their next games, uh, not having a sour taste in your mouth because gamers memories are like that big. They're like itty bitty. Um, but yeah, I'm really glad they turned this around. I do want to check it out. Um, I saw stock prices were like incredibly down for a long time. They really were hurting because of all of this. Um, I don't want gamers to think that it's for nothing. I mean, they did sell a large amount of copies, but it did. They were profitable it did, before it launched. It did hurt them quite definitely. a bit uh, value wise. So um, glad to see it's turned yeah. around. And someone in chat said, uh, cyberpunk doesn't have Judy and you are correct but Baldur's Gate they said oh, Baldur's true. Gate, doesn't, Baldur's have Gate doesn't have Judy but Baldur's yeah. Gate does have a bunch of other bays so that's okay too um, that's true yeah. but it's really interesting to see this kind of turnaround happen and I feel like it takes a very persistent and special kind of concentration from a company to do this. I think most companies are not capable. Things like No Man's Sky, things like Cyberpunk are outliers. Most companies try to turn their games around from a bad launch and fail miserably and oftentimes go bankrupt for it. Um, So I feel like this sort of thing should be celebrated in a way, but let's not forget how things started. Um, So... I guess it's kind of a, a sour and sweet type of moment. And that can be good. Yeah. Agreed. Sweet and sour all the way. Brandon, this is going to be maybe oh, your favorite topic. Uh, uh, dude, I know. I, I instantly this. put this in the Discord for Dave so he can uh, <laughs> revel in it. 
Redfall is receiving a major update that includes a long-awaited 60 frames per second mode on Xbox Series X and S, gameplay improvements, bug fixes, and accessibility features. This update aims to address some of the criticisms and issues that plague the game following its disappointing launch. Despite its rocky start, Microsoft plans to continue supporting Redfall with the hope that ongoing updates will improve the player experience over time. Brandon, the game, maybe it's going to be technically better. Is it still going to be boring so, as hell? I was, re- I read all the patch notes, and I know we don't have them here, but yeah. they did do a lot of other changes, like enemy density, like enemies being fucking stupid, like st- like stuff that yeah. <laughs> some AI of the very trash, large man. criticisms that we did have about this game. It seems like they took them in stride, um, and I guess that's a good thing. I will say that it's been radio silent for months now, um, and it did take them months and months, most of the year, to do something that very, very easily should have been completed at launch. But um, once again, I guess this is another good turnaround. And whether or not this is going to save a game like Redfall, I think... Unlike Cyberpunk, most of the damage has been done to Redfall. If you want my honest opinion, I don't think it will ever be as hyped as it was at launch, no matter how many people talk about it, because I think it was bad enough. No, Cyberpunk was bad enough, too. I don't know. I just don't think that Redfall is going to bounce back. I really don't. Um, I'm not saying that people won't buy it and people won't play it and that the update will help quite a bit, Um, but I don't think they're going to be able to regain momentum like we've seen games like Cyberpunk kind of regain momentum after righting some wrongs. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if it's an interesting enough game. Like, I, I do see the potential there. That's one of the things we said, too, when it came out, was that we were super disappointed in it, but we could see the potential. We could see the good ideas. We could understand why it right. could be a fun game, what they saw, what the developers, you know, or at least the people who came up with the idea saw. But I just don't know if it had enough of that right. to draw me back in. Even if it's perfectly flawless now i just don't know if it like the game concept itself i just don't know if it's there for me yeah i don't know i'm with you and i'm glad to see that they at least made their game passable to some sort of standard um i will say again that it did take the better part of a year and i think it was really unfortunate in the way they did it um they were incredibly quiet up until this point um and i don't know which one's better or worse just like not saying anything for a long time and then dropping something that fixes a lot or breadcrumbing mm-hmm. it along the way and at least updating your fan base. Because, you know, don't get me wrong. None of us on this network, including Dave, enjoyed Redfall. We were very disappointed by Redfall. I, I think Dave was the most disappointed by Redfall. He Dave had incredibly serious. high hopes for Redfall. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, that being said, I just don't know that this is going to be enough. I, 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 I really don't. Trash in chat says, Redfall had three players the other day. Doubtful anyone even played this fix. I assume that's Steam charts. And, and yeah, there probably weren't many people who returned. I did see some good chatter about it. Well, good and bad chatter about it on well, Twitter. But also, you know, that's Twitter. I don't think Steam charts is the best metric for a game like this. Specifically this. Just because yeah, specifically it's on Game Pass. this. But yeah. I I mean it is and it isn't because you can assume that there are more people playing on Game Pass than there would be on right. Steam, but like yeah, it's still, it's still but 
Yeah, it's, it's questionable for sure. And then Astro Parrot King says, I don't think it'll have a comeback like Cyberpunk, but maybe after a few updates, but it'll never be as good as it could have been. And that's totally true. They, I don't think Cyberpunk was bad, but it was good enough to get you that's to spirit. want it to be good. <laughs> Redfall was bad. And it wasn't good enough to get right. me to want it to be fixed. Right. Like the character. That's if it's the difference. Not, and, so, yeah. you know, as a little bit of a sidestep, I can't wait. Well, no, I'm not going to say this. Poor Dave. I don't want to say I can't wait till Dave fails, but I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what he thinks about the series because it says here 60 frames per second mode on both series X and S. I remember yeah, seeing crazy. videos. I remember Dave talking about how poorly it looked on series S without mm-hmm. it even hitting 30 most of the time. How is it going to yeah. look at 60? The fidelity yeah. has to be through the shitter. I mean, we're talking, you know. You know, pre-PS4 type of type of fidelity here or something. I mean, I'd really be interested, yeah. but um, maybe our boys over at Digital Foundry, I say that as if I know them, maybe our boys over at Digital Foundry will do a nice little video for me that I can that I can check out. So, yeah, I don't know if they'll spend their time on it or not. Quite You're frankly. probably right. Brandon, this one. I figured you'd be really interested because I know you would like oh, to dude, dive back in some more some more news <laughs> about shit that should have been at launch. Go ahead. Whatever. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Bethesda has released update 1.7.36 for Starfield, which includes improvements to the game's field of view settings, stability enhancements for Intel Arc GPUs on PC, and various other performance improvements. This update aims to address player feedback and enhance the overall gaming experience for Starfield players. Bethesda has expressed its gratitude for the ongoing support and feedback from the player community. Now, Brandon, this is a game that has maintained a large player base, but one of those players no. is not you. Will the FOV slider, will the FOV slider be enough to bring you back? I already redownloaded it. No, I didn't. Wow. No, I didn't. I'm just Impressive. kidding. I actually yeah. just deleted it. Actually, right before the show, Did I you? needed space for uh, a far superior game, Forza Motorsport, that came out today. Um, I deleted yes. Starfield. Mm-hmm. Although, I, do I still have it downloaded on my PC? I had to download it two places, which was just didn't even make any sense. But um, yeah, it's cross play. So cross uh, yeah, I guess, man, is this super sad to see here? Wait, let, let's look. Number six, number five, number four. We have three news items in a row of games being updated that were previously lackluster in some way or had lackluster <laughs> features that we're now talking about them and celebrating as if this is a good thing. This is the world we live in now, is it not, Ben? It is great to be a gamer. It is indeed. Um, but yeah. yeah, Field of View has been um, something that is pretty synonymous and pretty sought after in the first-person shooter genre and has been now for a couple of years, especially on piece, uh, PC and on console. Uh, it took a while to get it on console, but most people followed suit and uh, had something. Even a game like Deep Rock Galactic as a field of view slider. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess this is good. I would be interested to see how they continue to support this game. I don't see stability. That's good. Um, I know they're continuing to mess around with that. Did I see some rumblings about them maybe adding DLSS to the game? Did I see something about that or was that rumors? Um, I think you did, but I don't remember what the specific. I'm still were. waiting for the long-anticipated brightness slider to be added to Starfield. 
<laughs> the most sought after feature since the beginning of time uh, a way to you know correct the the uh, brightness balance in your game um, it, it's funny because there are a lot of issues with the game don't get me wrong but as far as technical stuff on PC I never had any issues occasionally I would drop down to like high 40s for frame rate but when I did, it was still right. a stable 40. If I jumped back up to 80, it was a stable 80. It wasn't like, you know, I was going to get motion sickness or anything. So I appreciated that. But yeah, some of the stuff that they didn't have, like the FOV slider, I get it. They probably needed to do some more refining for the Xbox consoles, uh, maybe specifically just Series S. But why wasn't it on Series X or yeah. why wasn't it on PC or whatever? So that's a weird one for me. And um, Edward Walden here, based on what you just said, Brandon says, AMD said they were not blocking DLSS implementation with their partnership to get off the heat to get the heat off their own back because a lot of people thought that AMD had struck some sort of deal to uh, prevent DLSS. So that's good. Um, but yeah, the the game overall, I know that I know that there are a lot of um, complaints and stuff, but I really had a good time with it. I think I spent 55, 60 hours, and I'm not done. I mean, I finished one playthrough, but. I'll go back, obviously, and, and play through uh, New Game Plus at some point when there's not so much else out there. Uh, but this is good to see that they're they're going to support it. And I think they said they were planning on supporting yeah. it for five years, which... I wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see more good improvements, but... Um, and I don't want... I do poke fun at this game, but I'm not one of the naysayers. Like, I do think that this is overall a really good game. It's just not the kind of game I like, and there's some glaring things yeah. about it that I've expressed before that really give me pause um, and, you know, kind of completely and utterly break my immersion every single moment of I'm playing the game. Um, but, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean... Go to Microsoft. They're going to have to support this because this is the biggest thing they've got going for them in a while. Right. Xbox has no games. Um, so, so yeah. you know, first Redfall, now this. Xbox is back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Brandon, you sent this one to me. X Defiant has been delayed indefinitely. Ubisoft's shooter. Uh, let's see here. Ubisoft, and I'm reading this directly from GameSpot. The rest of them I've like taken and written out. This one I didn't have time. Ubisoft's FPS X Defiant has already had a challenging road to release, and now the game is facing another setback. The development team has confirmed that X Defiant is now delayed indefinitely. Following another round of public testing, Ubisoft discovered some inconsistencies in the game experience that need to be addressed before launch. As a result, Ubisoft has delayed the game's launch indefinitely. Quote, the team will continue working to address these issues and testing them to make sure we deliver on our goal of being a best-in-class arcade shooter. Executive producer Mark Rubin, who previously held that role on a number of Call of Duty games, released a statement about this as well. He said the team has found, quote, some things, quote, that make the company, that made the company decide it needed extra time to fix or improve the experience for everyone. Brandon, I wasn't very indexed defiant. I felt like the the sweats were out too heavily sure. for me already because I'm just I'm just not as good as I used to be. I've lost a step or two. But you you seem yeah, to enjoy no, it and more. you know, don't get me wrong, I talked about it before. I feel like it is a lot more of the same. I mean it took a lot of cues from Call of Duty. Um some of the best and worst parts about the game I feel like it implemented pretty well. Um and I just find it very interesting that I guess not that this game is delayed but that it's delayed indefinitely. Um, 
Yeah. I think that just means they don't want to announce yeah, a new I release mean, date I for it. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But when you're that vague about the delay and you're that yeah. vague about the reasons for delaying it, what am I supposed to yeah. assume What here? do you mean vague? He said there were he said some there things. Were so- okay. Inconsistencies. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what that means. And, you know, we played the beta for this. And, I, you yeah. know, I don't want to say that it was perfect. And I, I don't know that it would be something that I would play all the time. But it seemed pretty feature ready. I don't want to say it was gold, but... Yeah it didn't seem that far off. Like I assumed we would be getting it this year. Um, and it, yeah. Yeah. Well, they and, did it, too. They, and it they really doesn't did seem like that's kind of the case. So, um, yeah, just really strange. And I wanted to briefly talk about it cause we've talked about it probably three or four times, um, over the course of this year and for it to get kind of put to the back burner kind of until further notice is definitely strange, especially for a game like this, especially for Ubisoft. I would say most companies at this point in the process would just shit it out. Um, Maybe almost all companies actually at this point in the process would probably just shit it out um, to hopefully start rolling in the money. Um, But I guess of all the options, this might actually be uh, a favorable decision. Whether or not this game will ever come yeah. out is uh, kind of to be determined. But um, between the vague answers we're getting um, and how, you know, the experience that we got when we played it, this is kind of a puzzling thing coming out today um, when I saw this on Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's probably they probably weren't too hesitant to pull the release date. Uh, or say inde- it's going to be indefinitely just because it's so packed right now and everything's coming out. But they get much past first quarter of next year, and I'm going to be like, okay, now yeah. what the hell is happening? Because it was like, I don't know that it has the legs to last for years and years and years, like a Call of Duty or something like that. But it definitely would have been a hit for, you know, six months or more. And the way that, they're they're pumping these live service games out. I feel like these six enough? months of large profit. I don't want to say that's the new lifespan yeah. for a game, but some of these live service games, like I swear to God, I think some of these board meetings, I think they go in saying like, this is our risk reward. If we make X amount of money in eight months and then we shut the servers down in 10 months, we would be okay with that. Like those conversations are happening. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see next year. Part of me would not be surprised at all if this game never game never came out. But um, yeah. maybe I'm just being a little pessimistic here. Um, I don't want that to happen because I feel like there was some potential right. there. Not that it was reinventing the wheel at all in any way. Um, but we could yeah. use for more competition in the first person Call of Duty-esque genre. Um, because, you know, I've expressed my disdain uh for some of the more recent business practices so yeah well brandon it's about that time we move into what we've been playing but before we do that uh daddy diwali popped in and said this is crazy seeing brandon for the first time with that glorious beard is not the person i envisioned talking to me for the past couple of years i, I think that's a good thing brandon i, I think is that i think so is that a good thing or a bad thing that your voice doesn't match i don't know i don't know what that means Nonetheless, 
let's talk about what we've been playing. Brandon, why don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, and so up I've been for kind us. of all over the board um, this week. Uh, I want to mention two of the things that I played last week because I completely forgot about them. I did try out Lies of P. I should have said this last week. I haven't played oh. it in about a week, but it was two weeks ago now uh, that I did play it. Overall, I feel like this game is super duper quality in so many ways. Um, I don't think that it will stick around for me. There's something about it that I don't love. Um, It falls very heavily into the uh, Sekiro type mechanics with dodging and parrying a lot of the time to be the most effective you can be. And that sort of gameplay is my least favorite from playstyle, period, through all games. This is why I had troubles with Sekiro. Um, this is why I never play block characters and uh, parry characters and all the from games like Dark Souls and Elden Ring. Um, I just don't mesh with that sort of gameplay. Um, and I feel like even though this game does scream quality at pretty much every turn, and it even it even trails its own path, which so many times these Dark Souls-esque games kind of fall into a line um, and don't really do much to innovate the genre in general. But this has some really interesting features with the handle mechanics um, that I think are really cool. And I love how you can... Um, chain combos together like the light and heavy attacks actually chain in combos which is something that dark souls does not do elden ring as well that i think is super awesome and makes the combat super fluid and gives you a variety of gameplay um but overall want to keep playing it and it's on game pass so i'll probably try it out a couple more times but overall not really my type of from game um from s game um but I don't want to detract anything from it because I do genuinely feel like some people give it shit um, needlessly because I feel like it is probably not even just for me in general. I would say pretty confidently, aside from this and aside from Neo, these are the best and closest stamps uh, of approval that from would give on a game. I would almost bet any money. Um, So. Uh, that and I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit. I played the new Saints Row because it was on Game Pass. Um, and it is sad to see Volition go, but I can regretfully say that it was not for, for a bad reason after playing this. Um, that's really mean. Um, I didn't mean that. But uh, it's really fucking bad, Ben. Don't even try it, guys. The new Saints Row. I tried to play with my dad, and it was so broken after... How long has it been out? Years? A couple years? Close to two years, maybe? I was getting an insane amount of bugs. The driving is unhinged in a way that I can't even describe to you. And that's the best part about these games, is they are crazy. They're unhinged. But I feel like this game towed the line of wanting to have a more grounded, interesting story like Grand Theft Auto but also took some of the other things about the series and just shot them through the fucking roof in such a confusing and disjointed way. This game is a fucking nightmare. And I know we've been saying that since launch, but I can tell you confidently that it has not gotten any better. This game is bad. I don't think I ever want to play it again. And I played for like two or three hours, max, probably two hours. So um, sad to see, especially coming from a studio that has such... An interesting and uh, long pedigree, you know, making games since the 90s. Um, But yeah, just, I guess, one bad game away from closing a studio. That's the world we live in. So 
Uh, and I'm happy to report that my Ubisoft Plus was not for nothing. <laughs> I talked a couple of weeks ago about how I mindlessly uh, subscribed to a month of Ubisoft Plus, and luckily for me, uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage came out in that time frame as well. Um, overall, I feel like this game is a return to form in many ways. Um, I felt very pleased with the gameplay, um, but I don't think I want to play an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> I don't know. And I hate to naysay all these things, but at this point in the games that I'm playing, like I don't exert myself to keep playing games that I don't enjoy just for the sake of completing them. So I'm going to keep playing it until my Ubisoft Plus runs out. Um, but yeah, for Assassin's Creed fans, I would heavily, heavily recommend this. Um, I think that overall, the moment to moment is super fun. And that's when I was having the most fun. But I will say that the story was kind of uninteresting um, to me in general. Maybe I didn't get far enough yet. I've probably played about five or six hours. Um, but it just seems kind of kind of on the back burner, which I don't know. I feel like some of the other stories were pretty good. So, more to report on that soon. I'm interested to see yeah. what Dave thinks whenever he is able to join us. I think he got. I think he was going to get yeah, a chance no, to play it. No, I actually messaged week. him about it. He was enjoying um, it quite a bit. Um, okay. and, I, and I don't want my negative good. feelings on it to persuade anyone negatively. I think this game is really good. I just don't think it's the type of game for me yeah. right now. Um, maybe in a different. Yeah. Did you, you oh, played yeah. the early oh, yeah, absolutely. games, right? And yeah. I think that maybe at a different time of the year, I would be super interested in playing this. But right now, with so many other things grabbing my attention, like Forza Motorsport, which I have downloaded right now that I've been waiting endlessly for, with, you know, Mortal Kombat still knocking on my door, and, uh, you know, Baldur's Gate here, I just don't really feel motivated. Um, and, and, and I don't think that necessarily is a stamp on the game. Um, it's more a problem with me. But um, lastly, and certainly not least, uh, I've been playing Destiny 2, which I cannot fucking believe I'm uttering these words again. How many times do I have to, uh, you know, endlessly complain <laughs> about... You have I quit this know, game probably dude. a dozen times. This is like, this is like the, you know, the bad ex-girlfriend or something. It's just, you, you know, it's, it's not good, but for some reason, I'm back at it again. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I was playing with uh, my my soon-to-be father-in-law, and, you know, as much as I've talked about this game poorly, Destiny does things that other first-person shooters can't, and it has some of the better games-as-service elements that are in the industry, plain and simple, and the numbers prove that. Look at the numbers for Destiny 2. They still outnumber some of the newer games, hands down. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's It was a lot of fun to get back in. I don't know that I'm going to stick with it, but my biggest complaint with Destiny is the same one I've had for years and that it wants it to be your only game. And that's the only way that you can be as, as efficient as you possibly can be. Um, and I guess... Yeah, I guess that's the way I want to play games. I guess you don't have to be efficient, but if you want to... How am I trying to say this? If you want to experience everything the game has to offer, you have to put a lot of time into the game. And with the landscape we're in, like I said, with Liza P, like I said, with Assassin's Creed Mirage, I just can't put as much time into one game, especially not this year. So I will say, luckily, my father-in-law is an absolute 
OG Destiny player and Destiny 2 player, um, he offered... I did not do this. He offered to help level my character, so I'll be raiding with him um, later in the week. He leveled two of my characters. He went, like, the equivalent on two of my characters of, like, 250 light in two days. Oh, shit. Um, he is an absolute... He's he's a legend. That's all I got to say. Um, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you logged dude. in he, and played your character. He's a legend. Yeah, he got yeah, me yeah. ready okay. to raid, so... Uh, very appreciative yeah. of him. I'm excited to do some raids. Those are my absolute favorite part of Destiny. Brandon, do you know that I have still... After, I literally have over, almost a thousand hours between Destiny 1 and 2. Dude, you were fucking up. I, it's not my fault. Every time Dustin would want to get back into it, I'd be like, okay, and I'd get into it. And by the time I caught up, which would take me like weeks, he was gone. He was done with it. And then you weren't playing for a lot of the time I was playing, and I just never had anybody do it. And I didn't want yeah. to play with a bunch of randoms that who knows if dude, they're going to. So I've still, and I, I've dropped it dude, now for Dude, you could raid with us. John in the chat right now is one of the guys I'm going to be raiding with, so. Oh, nice. I'll give it some thoughts. I'll give it some You're thoughts. You're not doing it, dude. I can... I could tell. No, you said this weekend, and I don't We're know. We're doing it tomorrow, actually. Weekend. But I'm sure we'll be playing okay. again soon. Oh. Yeah. What What do I have to buy I, to be? I don't there? have any of the extra stuff. I can't. I think the last one I bought was two expansions ago, probably. But anyway. Anyway. That That's it? all I've been playing. Oh, yeah, been playing. it's completely across the board. We're all listening, doing the nightfall right okay. now. Dude, the, the entire raid group has been listening to me ramble on like a moron for the better part of an hour. So thank you guys for listening. Good. Um, sorry about the profanities. Nice gentlemen. That's nice. what y'all are. Uh, I've once again, the second train is coming while well, I'm about to talk about what I've been playing, but that's okay. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. I mentioned last week that I started playing GT and... Um, played a lot more this week and i am at the point now i have finished basically the main story campaign whatever <laughs> just because i wanted to get in see all the tracks unlock all the cars that were going to be free essentially to me by doing all the races and i bumped up my level now i was on easy now i'm on the medium level or whatever with the the opponent cars i've never been very good at racing games and i do have a wheel coming so that will be um that will be fun as well, especially because I want to be able to use it for, for motorsport as well. Uh, but so now I'm ready to start doing some of the other stuff in the game, the the actual game, uh, as Dave told me last week. That, <laughs> Dude, he was sh that GT Seven is just you for uh, the menu books a little bit. He was a little bit, um, but that's okay. Did I feel like Jean Martinborough? That's the um, that's the main character in the movie, right? The guy who the real life guy. I still haven't seen the movie. Person? I really want to. Yeah, I want to check it out. It's pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, I'm I'm at the point now where I can get into more stuff, but I wanted to wait till my wheel got here to play some more because I have all sorts of other stuff to play. And of course, as I say, all sorts of other stuff to play. The thing I decided to play is Gotham Knights. And this is a game that I really was excited for. I wanted to play it uh, when it was coming out, but then it came out to piss poor reviews. And I just said, you know, I'm going to hold off for now. Um, it's on Game Pass now, so I downloaded it on the PC. Uh, I threw the frame rate counter up just to see. And I'll tell you what, as far as the way this game looks and feels, it's like nearly perfect to me. Uh, there is almost no frame drops. It's hitting 60 or above 
constantly. Uh, it's very pretty. Everything looks great. No hitches, um, no bugs for me, at least. I know that um, my friend Barry had had some bugs, but he was able to reload and get it to go. So, uh, you know, take that with every game is going to have a bug here and there, I guess. But as far as the technical state of the game, it seems to be in a great spot. And hopefully, you know, I don't know what it was like at launch, obviously, other than I saw some people trashing it. But now, a year later, uh, it's in a good spot. And again, I don't want games to get that comeback story because I want them to come out and be good. But it's in a good spot, it seems. As far as the actual gameplay, like, you know, the the main story of it is that Batman's dead and you're the, the Gotham Knights and you're a team of four people. You know, there's there's Robin and there's Nightwing and there's the red guy that I can't remember his name. Uh, I just had on to my Red Hood, Batgirl, and it's Red Hood. That's it. Thank the you. The color is the in red the game. Guy. I know. Sorry, bro. Uh, <laughs> I now that I just I, you I just love that you didn't remember that. It's funny. Yeah, I know. I'm that's... the comic guy too. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm playing it. I'm playing as Batgirl, and it's it's really good. The story is whatever. It's a typical superhero story uh, that you're getting, and basically, I'm just going around map clearing every night. You go out, you go out and do solve a bunch of crimes, progress the story a little bit, come back, do all your upgrades, talk to Alfred, go out again, and it's very much just like open world checkboxy. But that's exactly what I want. Um, so. It's not what I want all the time. It's just what I want right now in between some bigger games that are coming out. Spider-Man 2 is coming out in a little while here. I just came off of some other games. So definitely um, I'm enjoying it. I've probably got, I don't know, six or seven hours into it. And it's not a game I can see playing. You know, I think you can play it like all four times through with all the different characters. I'm just mainlining one character and playing with Batgirl the whole time. Maybe I guess I could switch up for a, a night or two uh, to some others, but for right now, I'm just kind of just wanting to play it just to play it, play it through. So that's pretty much what I've been playing. And that's it. That's pretty much it for the show. Um, I, as usual, if you're here in chat and you want to hang out for a little bit, some of you have asked uh, some other questions that we can get to. We'll stick around for a little bit and um, just talk with chat and everything um, but as far as the uh the actual podcast the audio listeners go that's all she wrote don't forget to join us over on patreon.com slash handsome phantom little as a dollar a month we appreciate you we appreciate your support over there and of course hang out with us in the discord not just on tuesday nights at 7 p.m when we're live on youtube but also you can hang out with us at handsomephantom.com slash discord and join in and uh, talk to us anytime we appreciate you guys and We'll see you next week. The HP Podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. The following patrons are at the $5 level or above. Toby Ryland, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Poot, Boots, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, Htrons, Nuke Dukem, Derek O, Rainick, Christian Snow, Gravelicious, Benji Bop, and Johnny Waffles.